everyone, and welcome to a supplemental little video uh, for accessibility. We've got a we've got a guest here today. Who's our wonderful guest uh, we've got on the channel? Uh, hi, I'm uh, Steve Saylor, aka Blind Gamer Steve. Uh, I'm an accessibility advocate and consultant uh, in the video game industry. So yeah, it's a pleasure to thank you so much for having me on. Laura. Thank this you for is, coming. It's a long time coming. Yeah, it's it's it's. I've been meaning to have an excuse to chat with you for a while, and this seemed as good a, a, a chance as any because we've both been playing The Last of Us Part One, the PlayStation Five remaster, which sure does have a lot of accessibility settings on offer. Yes, it definitely does. Uh, I was uh, very excited to kind of see what uh, what The Last of Us One was going to be able to have with regards to the remake. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been fun to play that yeah. and jump back into it again. Oh, overall, how are you feeling about the uh, the remake in terms of its, its accessibility offering? I think it's good. I, I think it's definitely um, pretty much almost on par with The Last of Us Two. I, I think some of the probably the, the the kind of some like it's not that everything like there's certain things that are not really working or something yeah. that are really working well. I think for from what my, what I've sort of seen is that. There's a lot of settings that are there that work really great, but yeah. I think some of the, if there is any particular sort of sticking point with anyone that's trying to be able to play with certain those settings on, and it may not work exactly as you had hoped it would, hmm. it's more than likely because of the game wasn't necessarily designed with accessibility in mind. Yeah. So because obviously it was designed yeah. like in 10, 15 or 10 plus years ago. Yeah. So it was kind of like one of those. It's like okay, so because the core design wasn't necessarily designed to be accessible, that the options that were there, while well, great as it's, they are, yeah. don't exactly fix it's, everything. It's a tricky review to talk about because I think if these settings, had, like all of these settings exactly as they appear, had been ported back into the existing versions of The Last of Us Part 1, I think I would have nothing but positive things to say, generally. Um, I would be very mm -hmm. glowing, but considering this is being sold as like its own new version of the game and they've really touted how it's been built from the ground up, I'd really kind of hoped they would go in and go, okay, let's tweak bits of it if we have to to make sure that it can be as accessible as possible. And it really feels like they've just ported the settings from 2 over without taking the time to fundamentally fix any of the things where transporting it one-to-one -one doesn't really work. Yeah, I I don't even think it necessarily uh, that it was just like porting from one to one, and then it like it just okay that the uh, that that's it that you're you're good to go. Um, I, I think um, I, I think it just really came down to it just like there was not much they could be able to do with at least the core design elements of yeah. the original game because they want to have it like yeah. as pretty much the exact same experience for uh, for anyone who wants to play The Last of Us One. Yeah. I think it was just because it was there was like certain aspects of like uh, of at least some of like the stealth aspects or the combat can seem a little sticky in this yes. uh, as compared to say playing the last of us two, which is a lot more fluid when it comes to its combat and stealth and the accessibility oh, definitely yeah. helps with that. But yeah, yeah. I think it's just, it, it just came down to it's, it was an older game. They didn't design it with accessibility in mind. However, yeah. that being said, it is definitely one of the most accessible games that's out there. Yeah. So it's, it, it's yeah. already, when you're competing with the last of us two as a high bar, yeah, you're like you're, you're like you're already a high enough of, of, of a lot of people. Yeah, it's a really weird one to talk about in that like the way I've kind of landed on my review is very much this is one of the most accessible AAA video games out there. I don't mean to suggest mm -hmm. that like if you were if you were to tell any AAA game developer to look at this and aim for the accessibility settings in The Last of Us Part One remake, they'd still be ninety five percent of the way to where they need to be. Um, 
the fact yes. that I have criticisms is not because I think it's bad. It's because it's so close to being perfect. It, the, the shortcomings it has are really small, annoying things that I'm just like, it's frustrating that we haven't gotten over that last little hurdle. Um, and some of that comes down to some of the stuff they've put in that's new in this one. Um, some of the stuff around, say, the audio descriptions is frustratingly close to being right, but just isn't quite where it needs to be, unfortunately. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, there is a limitation uh, to that. And I know that the, the company that they worked with for the uh, cinematic mm. descriptions is the uh, a, a company called Descriptive Video Works. And they've mm. done a lot of work in this. They're, they're starting to get into this space quite yeah. a bit in that um, they their first sort of foray into the video game side of things is that I think it was a um, an Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer. Mm. I think it was like one of the announcement trailers that Ubisoft did. They hired a descriptive video works to do the uh, audio description for that. And I think that, um, yeah, while while a majority of the cinematics in the game are are described, there are definitely some sort of like, what they, I guess what they call in-game cinematics yeah. that aren't described. But so... Yeah, uh, but I think it's like that again. That just that's just a limitation yeah. of just the way the it's, game was designed. Yeah, like I, I I think it's undeniable that the the audio descriptions that are in there are fantastic and have been very oh, well 1, handled. Yeah, um, it's mm -hmm. it's more a situation of like um, I think of some of the early scenes where it's like I understand you've made the choice not to audio describe this, but it's a little frustrating. Is things like the um, the the initial car ride where Joel's kid is in the back of the car. That is a scene where you are on rails, moving at a set pace, where things are going to happen exactly when they're planned. That you mm -hmm. think that really seems like a scene you could have audio described. Um, the other thing that like um, came to mind for me was I pl I've played through most of The Last of Us Left Behind in this review period. Never mm -hmm. once is it mentioned in audio they're exploring an abandoned shopping center. That key piece of scene I noticed setting that. Yes. yeah the yeah. fact that they don't even give a few words to say this is the setting for this narrative that's kind of integral to its tone just feels like missed opportunities in what is undoubtedly a good offering that's there it's just it feels like there's places it could have gone further yeah i i feel Ooh. that with the cinematic descriptions it was more of like a 1.0 than necessarily yeah. like what could have like the, like there's definitely potential for a lot more to be done and because it's like the, the icerc is like yes you're 100 100 agree there's like definitely areas where it it doesn't really hit the mark on on everything um but i sort of see it as like oh okay so this is this is the first game to ever actually like do yeah. this it's a great amazing attempt i yeah basically the, my 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 concern with it is just that yeah it's just like it would have been great to be able to have the certain certain other scenes that are not necessarily like the like not the the main cinematics, but like in-game stuff can also be described. But I, I can understand the technical limitations yeah. that the, that can present. I I feel the same way about this as I do the uh, addition of sign language support to Forza Horizon Five, where it's like it's great that someone has made an attempt to do this, and I will give credit for taking the plunge to do something that like is difficult to do in an interactive medium, while also saying. It's great that you've done this, but this is not the apex of what this could be. And other developers sure. should try it, but you should be trying to, like, in a perfect world, see if you can exceed what's been done here. 
this is yeah the uh, main yeah the main takeaway i see is that okay like if, if there are definitely concerns that, that people have about at least the cinematic descriptions or as you said like the uh, asl bsl translation mm. or sorry interpretation for forza is that it basically is to give the the studios feedback on yeah. things that they could be able to prove because that helps them basically to be able to in their future projects be able to make that even even better so i can imagine that um at least with more feedback for for naughty dog uh, I can imagine whatever their next project is, whether it's uh, it's it's the multiplayer for Last of Us or whatever yeah. that new IP is, that they're able to be like take what they learn and basically okay, let's make let's expand this a little bit further. Because um, I, I know actually for a fact that at least cinematic descriptions they mm -hmm. did try to be able to have that in the Last of Us too. That was one feature that they really wanted to try to do, but just couldn't for for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, the technically it just wasn't able to do it. But I, and I, I'm I, I'm glad that they were able to at least include yeah. in this. But of course, it's like uh, there's definitely ways to improve it. For and sure. that's that's the thing that like I I trust Naughty Dog to listen to a degree of feedback on this and work on it going forward because like I think. There were a lot of AAA studios that would have gotten the level of praise for accessibility that The Last of Us 2 did, and would have gone, that's it, job done, we are the apex. No one's yeah. done better than us, so why do we need to keep pushing? And to see them still trying to make that effort to go, right, what new things can we try and do that other people aren't trying, is a really positive sign that they are listening, and it's... You know, again, even if I have, you know, little critiques of some of the things in how this is done, I am... I'm surprised and impressed that they're still trying to do new things, which is what we need to be seeing, really. Oh, for sure. Like, seeing that, plus also, uh, I don't know, if, if, did you get a chance to play around with the um, the haptics dialogue uh, yes, feature in the controller? Yes, I was going to ask you about the haptics dialogue. It's interesting. It was, actually, I, I was surprised, actually, how much I kind of enjoyed that. Um, because, obviously, for deaf and hard hearing players, being able to, like, see the subtitles and, for, and captions is mm. great because they can be able to at least like know what what dialogue is being spoken but to be able to um to be able to feel the emotion in people's voices mm. or also just even the timbre and the tone of people's voices like being able to like know okay it's, it's a deeper haptics for when joel is speaking and a little bit lighter and more subtle when ellie's speaking but you know when they're saying certain words and you can be able to tell when they're emphasizing mm. specific words like it was a mm. very interesting thing and i and i uh i've yet to be able to hear uh, whether or not like after several hours the how whether it's not still uh uh necessarily a, a, like a, a well like a well thought out feature um for Devin hardy hearing players but from what i've been able to, at least to to gather is that it's a pretty it's a pretty cool feature that i'm like yeah i could see this being like a regular feature going forward i was i was thinking about this feature because it kind of gets over one of the problems that you sometimes have with um I, I, I know a lot of deaf and hard of hearing players who really appreciate um, sign language interpreters as opposed to subtitles because you can get that added intonation and pacing of um, speech being conveyed. But video games are tricky to do that in because having to look away from the gameplay can be tricky. And this certainly feels like a way to go, let's get across the tone and intonation without so much having to look away from interactive scenes, which... It's an interesting approach, and I'm really curious whether it how how it works in practice. But I really like the idea. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely an interesting uh, experiment to, to use. Probably yeah. that's probably a better term for it. And uh, I would be very curious to see like uh, and then hear what like what uh, what deaf and hard hearing players think of it as far as uh, like once they get their hands yeah. on it and like what they feel like after they've completed the game. It's like is it, that was something that 
helps with that because I mean, of course, with with a game like The Last of Us, there's a very there's a lot of emotional moments in there, and being able to feel that emotion in the controller along with being able to mm. read the subtitles and and the dialogue. I think it's like anything to be able to immerse a player into the experience uh, is is the better way to go. And so I think I was like, I was like something I'm like, dang, I wish I had like, like uh, seen other studios thought of it first because I was like, I, I think that actually could, that could, there could be more there. And I would be very interested to see how that progresses forward. Indeed. Um, are there any uh, features in this that you found particularly helpful or particularly have missed the mark for you in your experience playing through so far? Um, I mean, other than like, it just basically just being able to jump into into the game and, and kind of ha being able to play it with the accessibility uh, uh, that was in Last of Us 2, I think it just like it just made it uh, that much more enjoyable play. Like I have I've, I haven't played it since uh, the first one since actually be going to 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 consult on, on Last of Us 2. So it's it's a little bit like uh playing it like almost like with fresh uh fresh eyes again pun intended um so i i i think it's it's definitely a a it, i would say i mean i'd be very comfortable to say that it is definitely up there as far as like one of the most accessible games to be able to play and the fact that at least there's a series of games now that and that disabled players can be able to they enjoyed and were able to play the last of us 2 can now go back and 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 enjoy the story from the beginning, I think that's going to be a huge uh, for, for players. Plus, also as well, I mean, I know they haven't really kind of talked about when, as of this recording, uh, when they're going to be able to do this. But the PC version is going to be yes. a huge thing for mm. for players. I know a friend of mine, actually a mutual friend of ours, uh, uh, Grant Stoner, oh, yes. has yet to play The Last of Us Two because he can't hold a controller. Yes, and he has to use either a mouse and keyboard or an adaptive controller. And unfortunately, adaptive controller doesn't work with PlayStation, so he has yet to be able to see what everything what else has been saying about the accessibility so once that comes out for pc both for last was one and two i would like it's going to open up the door for even more players to be able to enjoy the game yeah it's it's one of the things that's made me both most pleased about sony bringing more of their stuff to pc particularly um i don't know how coincidental it is but like a lot of the stuff that they have announced or has been coming to pc has been stuff that has um some of their accessibility stuff we've just had spider-man come that's got high contrast mode in it as well we know the sequel to mm -hmm. spider-man's coming i'm like any of the stuff that's got things like high contrast mode and that sort of robust accessibility settings offerings on pc is so much more useful like it in an ideal world, I'd really love to see Sony just support stuff like the the um, Xbox Adaptive Controller. Um, we had that recent story about Nintendo trying to make a, a cross-platform accessibility controller, and like, it would yeah. be great if we could have accessible hardware on PlayStation, but if not, if we can get software-accessible games on a place where accessible hardware works, that's as good, almost as good at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to see what, actually what a a Sony PlayStation adaptive controller would look like and and kind of be like. I I have no knowledge of whether or not that is even like happening whatsoever. Um, but I would either love to either a they come out with their own adaptive controller and that and it works uh, pretty much in parity with the, the Xbox One, or b they would allow the Xbox adaptive controller to mm. be uh, compatible with PlayStation because that right now. It works for pretty much majority of everything else except for 
uh, Sony. Like you can be able yes. to hack it to be able to kind of get it to work with Nintendo and it will work. There is a bit of a workaround yeah. for it. And then, but uh, Sony, like for whatever yeah. reason, there is like and, literally a software yeah. block that won't allow and the, it to the annoying, The annoying thing is you could get it to work on PS4 and it's PS5 where it's becoming the problem and or more of a problem. And like, I, I feel like the big thing that would stop them bringing just the Xbox adaptive one over that I keep thinking about is there are certain PlayStation games that are built around the touch, the touch panel and motion controls that there's not any neat way to map to the Xbox adaptive controller currently. And agreed, like, yeah, it's, that'd it's, be very interesting yeah. to see what the controls are going to be like for PC for both The yeah. Last of Us One and Two because of the fact that it relies on the touchpad yeah. for some of its accessibility settings, like yeah. the being able to swipe up to be able to get your your health your character's health status yeah. being able to swipe left to turn on high contrast mode on or off yeah. or even just double tapping on the touchpad to, to yes. zoom in mm. um i'm i'd be very curious to see like how that imperity will work on the pc version so yeah the touchpad is kind of like the one of those things it's like hardware wise i'd be curious to see if they if, if it, how they're able to do it but you're right like essentially you yeah. would not be able to have like adaptive controller from xbox work with that because yeah. unfortunately those two big buttons are just buttons they're not touchpads so exactly. um, they'd have to have like a whole separate hardware thing just for that yeah and i'm hoping that someone can at some point come up with a solution for it like the big the big one that i'm waiting to see is if someone can come up with some other kind of input device that can be used to mimic motion that isn't motion like some kind of yeah. replacement for motion would be a really big deal that we still haven't overcome that hurdle but mm -hmm. i i have hope we'll eventually get there like motion controls have been pervasive enough in this industry that someone's eventually going to have to go how do we work around this yeah i would almost say uh i'd be uh i think probably the most probably improvement that i, I would see like in that sense would probably be in regards to vr like uh because yes. that's the one where i think it, it's it's the, that it, being able to create uh, accessibility in vr is difficult because they still have to get over uh, uh, the, the being able to make it so that anyone can pick it up and not get motion sick. But as you said, like basically motion controller where you don't have to use like an like a use motion to control it, like yeah. something along those lines that can be able to help with that. Uh, I think that's the two biggest hurdles. And and I I, I would say I would predict actually if there's going to be any improvement on, on that, I would see it in probably in the VR space. Yeah, I think I think the VR space is one of those that. It is still very much entrenched in some very inaccessible design choices because of the fact that for people who don't have any accessibility concerns, the most the most enticing way to get someone into VR is look around physically with your head and move your hands in motion controls to control the game. It is intuitive yeah. if you have no disabilities that prevent you doing it, and the VR space is very glued in on we can hand someone who has no disabilities move your body around to play and they understand that instantly and mm -hmm. haven't considered anything outside of that bracket and until they get less laser focused on that it, it's going to be a while i think before we see yeah. unfortunately much improvement in that space yeah when i first tried it in like 2017 I, I i definitely saw the potential of it especially for those with uh, uh blind or low vision um in that it was there's definitely having a screen like obviously like within centimeters from your yes. eyes is benefit benefit official yeah. for those with low vision for sure but i think yeah until they, they there's no way they can be able to uh improve the vr uh or vr accessibility until they can be able to get it uh to the point where uh, basically, no one's going to get sick from from putting a VR yes. headset on. And until they can figure that out, then I can see the industry like trying to build to. Okay, let's what else, what other accessibility can we add into this? So, 
And, like, that's not to say there's no attempts to improve in that space, but, yeah, it's, you know, outside of stuff like uh, Cosmonius High recently did some pretty good stuff with accessibility, but, like, across the board, it's, yeah, they're lagging behind for sure. Yeah, it's a bit slower than than the rest of the industry at this point. But you know what? I'm, like, uh, it's definitely a, an area that, uh, of gaming that I, I really want to be able to keep an eye on, and I think that there's... I think if given about five to ten years, we're probably going to see, uh, I think, a big jump for VR accessibility for sure. Hopefully so. Um, I think we're about ready to wrap up. Did you have any other thoughts on The Last of Us Part 1 that you wanted to share while you were here? <laughs> um, no, I think it's just like, I, I think it's it's an amazing game. It's definitely a, a, a really accessible and one of the most accessible games that's out there. I think it's pretty much... Uh, just about on par with The Last of Us 2, and there's definitely going to be players that are going to be able to not only be able to play it, but then also be able to put, like complete the whole story and still be able to get even potentially even some of the fun secret stuff that's uh, that you can be able to find and explore. So it is definitely like one of the like the, even even our little uh, nitpicks of it of certain things that are not working as like either as intended or as just some things that are just not working uh, uh, like uh, with the few bugs. I think it's like it's basically we're just very like we're nitpicking a game that's essentially is like a 98 when it comes to accessibility so and that's a big bar and even to reach yeah. in of itself. I, I couldn't agree more like when I look at my overall review um, I'm fairly critical in my review when it goes up and I, I end up ending it saying like look I'm not being critical because I think it's bad I'm being critical because they're so close to getting everything right and like in a game that is doing so much correct it if anything, it slightly highlights some of the missed opportunities. Like there, um, there's a very early scene in the game that like really stuck in my head. Where if you're playing, um, um, just based on the the audio prompts, uh, Joel has to go and push a bookshelf to a side, and you are mm -hmm. able to navigate to the bookshelf. Know that you have to press triangle to interact with the bookshelf, but then you're not told you're pushing a bookshelf or given any instruction on where you're supposed to be pushing it, and. Like, you can guess through it and work it out once it starts making sound. Go, oh, yeah, that sounds like pushing a heavy object and I, I must be pushing it the right way. Those moments are few and far between, but they're, they're annoying not because the experience overall is bad, but it's because when you're doing so much so close to perfection, those little moments stand out more. And yeah, it's, it's, a I think tricky, so. it's... it's a tricky thing to talk about. Yeah, I think so. And again, that just kind of just talks to the to the fact that like the game wasn't necessarily designed with that in mind. So yeah. they had like in order to be able to like make that a thing, um, obviously you'd have to have something like an audio cue to tell you which direction yeah. to be able to, to push. And I think they kind of do it because I was I noticed that I, I remember that scene as well. And I think that there was like a bit of like an audio thing. I have to double check my recordings and see if I if I if this is true or not. But I think there is some audio recording to tell you like that sort of like it will put to left or right depending on where you need to push but you're right i think it's if, there's nothing I mean, that really like intuitively yeah. tells you if, oh if, hey push this bookshelf yeah. to the left because like if that was the case if it did audio pan to one side it was not made clear to the player sometimes an audio cue will ping to one side and not the other and that means you should interact that way after you press triangle like yeah there's there's certain things that are on the cusp of perfection and are really easy fixes and that's the thing, like, all the things I'm critical of here are things that could be fixed in future and that are much more manageable improvements than so many other games. Like, there are so many games where that wouldn't even be on the radar um, of trying to play because 
they wouldn't have made nearly that much attempt to try and help people uh, with low vision or no vision play. And yeah. the fact that, like, my nitpicks are, oh yeah, you can play through this game, but there might be a couple of fumble moments. Yes, I think the high that... bar it's reached. Yeah, I think it was it, it, even in that scenario. I think it's like yeah. it's not a blocker. Like it's not like the like the player no, can't move forward no, because of it. You might have it's to fumble around those, with oh, the controls shoot, for a second until you work out what it wants. And if yeah, that's the yeah. worst problem that this game has, they've done a fantastic job. <laughs> exactly. Like yes, you're right. It's like if that's like the biggest issue, like yeah, then it's like okay, that, that, they definitely did a lot a, a lot of great work on it for sure. And so yeah, I think it's just. I, I mean, really, in a way, like a lot of uh, whenever when blind players are going to be able to uh, be able to jump in and, and play this, like they'll be able to like Nidog will be able to know kind of like when like uh, like and be able to get that feedback from the player. So if you're watching this and you are either blind or low vision or anyone like a disability that basically has that kind of uh, like has that any particular issues, let Naughty Dog know. Like just let them know, hey, I couldn't be able to do this, or it was difficult to be able to do this, or I figured out how to do it, but not in probably the way that it was intended, and that'll help. Them basically be able to hopefully be able to update that in a future from, patch or future update whatever and from my experience sony have been very willing to listen to people's feedback about yes. accessibility like of of all the major game platform holders that i'm aware of they have been one of the most receptive to listening to things so that's always positive um Agreed. so steve if people want to follow the rest of your stuff that you do where can they find you on the internet uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash snowball, or you can be able to find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash blindgamersteve, or on Twitter, at uh, Steve Saylor, uh, S-A-Y-L-O-R, not S-A-Y, it's, I know it's it's a weird way. Anyway, <laughs> you can be able to find me on there. Wonderful. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for watching, and uh, go check out our individual accessibility reviews that are probably up at the same time as this. Yeah. <laughs>